Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello to my real life weight loss family. Welcome back. This is episode number 71, and it was inspired by a question from a longtime listener. Lauren Webb wrote to me and basically just said, Hey, can you do an episode on intermittent fasting? Like, I'm just really interested to know more about that and to hear what you think. Look, without doubt, one of the most popular diet and weight loss trends is intermittent fasting. It's also known as TRE, which stands for time-restricted eating. But for our purposes today, I'll just be using the term intermittent fasting or IF for short. And see, here's the first thing that you need to understand. Nowadays, the term fasting, it can mean so many different things. It encompasses everything from fasting for an entire 24-hour period to fasting for a portion of each 24-hour period, like a portion of each day. For example, just like shrinking your eating window to only six or eight hours and then fasting the other 16 to 18 hours of the day. So there's all kinds of different fasting regimens and protocols, but for the purposes of this episode, we're not going to discuss the 24-hour fasting or the really long-term water fast where people don't eat for days or even weeks. Those are like just more extreme approaches that often require medical supervision and they can really be dangerous and they aren't really worth our time today. That's not what we're going to get into. Instead, we're going to look at the most popular style of intermittent fasting, which is shrinking your daily eating window to a smaller portion of your day than what you would normally have. So you'll hear people refer to this with numbers like, oh, I've been doing, uh, you know, a 16-8. What are you doing? This just means that someone is fasting, nothing but water and maybe some caffeine, for 16 straight hours, and then all of their food comes in a smaller eight-hour window. And this is actually the most popular intermittent fasting approach. Like, if you look it up online, you're more than likely going to find 16-8 or 18-6. I like to call this the skip breakfast diet, <laughs> because that's basically what you're doing. Sure, you could choose to eat and fast during any time frame of your day, but what makes most sense is simply to extend your overnight fast that naturally happens while you sleep by not eating for the first few hours that you're awake. So you're skipping breakfast and just eating, beginning to eat later in the day. Now, for people with a normal daily schedule, it just looks like this. Don't eat anything until 12 or 1 p.m. and then eat as usual until about 8 or 9 p.m. At this point, you stop all eating and you don't start again until about 12 or 1 p.m. the next day and the cycle just rolls on. Some people like to take things up a notch and even shrink their eating window a little smaller by doing, like I mentioned earlier, an 18-6, fasting for 18 hours and eating for only six hours each day. Regardless of the specific approach, there are some questions that we need to answer and that's exactly what we're going to do today. But please understand... <laughs> Entire books have been written and documentaries have been made about fasting. So I'm not going to attempt to explain all the details and the, the minutia in one 20-minute podcast episode. Instead, we're going to look at and I'm going to answer four specific questions. Is it safe? 
Is it healthy? Does it work? And should you do it? Should you try it? And I'll be answering these questions based on the current research, like what science tells us, plus my experience with intermittent fasting and years of coaching clients and using this with them and observing their results and their responses. Okay, so we got some science, we got some real world, all wrapped up into one. You ready? Let's do it. Question number one, is intermittent fasting safe? Let's just cut right to the chase here. Yes, <laughs> like a basic sensible fasting approach is perfectly safe for most people. Biologically, our bodies are designed to handle periods without food. But if someone has like severe hypoglycemic issues, this is basically where your blood sugar um, if someone's blood sugar might drop really, really low if they don't have food for an extended period of time. If someone has those sorts of issues, then I really wouldn't recommend intermittent fasting. If this is you, if you fall into that category, it's, it's probably not going to kill you, but it will probably make you miserable and just grouchy as crap. <laughs> so, so this is probably not the best thing for you. And I don't think I need to say this again, because I already mentioned it earlier, but look, Longer fasts where you don't eat for an entire day or for multiple days in a row, that can be dangerous, and it usually requires medical supervision. Personally, I don't use or recommend those extended styles of fasting. It might be helpful in certain medical situations, but not if you're looking to lose weight and improve your health. There's just no need for something so extreme. Okay, so the basic 16-8 or 18.6 IF is safe. But question number two, is it healthy? Honestly, when we take a look at the research, fasting seems like some miraculous cure-all. I mean, it's crazy. Some of the benefits include reduced blood lipids. That's stuff like triglycerides and LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, so it'll reduce those things. It can also help to reduce your blood pressure. It can also lower markers of inflammation, and this possibly means that there's less overall inflammation in, inside your body, which is a very, very good thing. It also possibly re can reduce your risk of cancer. The research is a little unclear about this, but it does point in a positive direction. But that's not all, guys. Look, we also have increased autophagy. <laughs> that's your new word for the day, okay? Autophagy. That's just a fancy word that means cellular turnover. Okay, now look, I'm, that's still maybe another fancy sounding term. Just think of it like this. Think of it as your body cleaning up and taking out the trash on a cellular level. So like, remember when you were in bi biology class and you had to draw a cell with a nucleus and all that sort of stuff? Well, just in day-to-day -day life, waste products can accumulate in, that, in the cells of your body. And autophagy is basically your cell kind of cleaning itself, your cells of your body, cleaning themselves out. And this can be a very positive thing, and it happens during fasting. We also have increased fat burning. Ooh, now that's what we like to hear, right? <laughs> but that's not all. We also have, with intermittent fasting, an increased metabolic rate. But this is usually only seen later in the fast. Um, so if you're fasting for too short of a period or you're not very active during your fast, you won't get that increased metabolic rate. There's a bunch of different factors that play in. Now, as if that's not enough, when you fast, you'll also learn better appetite control. <laughs> well, <laughs> duh, right? I mean, you're either going to control your appetite or you're not going to be fasting. <laughs> it's pretty simple. But here's the cool part. 
your body kicks in with some internal chemicals and hormones that actually make it easier for you to control your appetite than just using sheer willpower. So that's a kind of a cool little side effect there. Research also shows that you have better blood sugar control, better cardiovascular function, and better overall brain function. Corey, dude, why have you been holding out on me? Like, why have you been hiding this information? Intermittent fasting is it's like the miracle I've been looking for. I should have been doing this for years. I should have been doing this my whole life. Well, just hold on a second. Hold your horses. Not so fast. Let's get to the next question. Number three, does it work? And to answer this question, we need to be more specific. Does it work for what? Does it work to improve your health? I think we can see by the long list of benefits that I just listed that it should definitely help improve your health. So the next question is, does it work when it comes to losing weight? Now, this is where things seem to get a little tricky, but the, they really aren't that tricky. So they don't have to be. So just hang with me, okay? Here's the real deal truth when it comes to intermittent fasting and weight loss or fat loss. It can help you lose weight and it can improve your health. But not if you eat like total crap during your eating window. (laughs) Even with all of the benefits that I listed earlier, what scientists have noticed is when people consume the same amount of calories, intermittent fasting does not provide any distinct benefit compared to a normal eating schedule where you consume food all day long. In other words, if you eat 1,800 calories spread throughout the entire day, and your friend also eats 1,800 calories, but they're all consumed in a short eight-hour time frame because she's doing a 16-8 fast, well, both of you will lose weight at the same rate. There is no distinct advantage to fasting if calories are the same. It doesn't matter if they're, they're squeezed into a really small time frame or if they're spread throughout the entire day. The potential advantage comes if someone simply cuts out a meal And then they're very conscious of only eating what they would normally eat the remainder of the day. You can see how this instantly would just reduce someone's overall daily calorie intake. So basically, when it comes to weight loss, IF is just a quick, easy way to reduce your overall food intake without having to make better decisions all day long. Let me say that again in case you missed it, because this is a kind of a big bottom line point. When it comes to weight loss, intermittent fasting is just a quick, easy way to reduce your overall food intake, your overall caloric intake, without having to make better decisions all day long. So, IF is good and it can be helpful, but it's not magic. Some people, some marketers in the diet industry, they will tell you that, oh, you can fast and then eat hamburgers and pizza and dessert right up until bedtime and you'll still lose weight like crazy. Uh Uh-uh. Sorry, my friend, that's just not how it works. In my opinion, people turn to IF when they want to try something different and they're not sure what to do otherwise, or they just haven't been able to do any other diet. They're like, "Eh, I can't stick to other stuff. I don't really know what I should eat or shouldn't eat, so I just won't eat. (laughs) This simplifies it. And so this brings us to our last question. Is it something you should do? Should you try it? Should you do it? And before I answer this question, I want to make one point very clear. Everything that someone might achieve with intermittent fasting 
can also be achieved when eating on a normal schedule that includes breakfast and having food every three to four hours. Like I said earlier, fasting is not bad or unhealthy, but it's also not magical. It's a sneaky, it can be a sneaky or easy method for reducing your overall calorie intake. You can lose weight and improve your health and lower your blood pressure and triglycerides and get rid of diabetes and burn fat and have more energy and feel like a million bucks. You can do all of those things, but either way, it's going to require you to make changes with your daily food and exercise habits. That's just the truth, whether it's intermittent fasting or whatever. You can do it. You can use fasting, or you can do it with a standard daily eating schedule. Now, before I wrap this up, I just want to give you a little more, uh, a little more info. Some, I want to share some insider information about fasting, some stuff that you should know before you make any decisions. First, once you've kind of starved your body for 16 or 18 hours, because that's what you're doing, um, and you finally start eating again, so you enter into your eating window, the cravings and hunger can sometimes become pretty intense. <laughs> now, this doesn't always happen, and it doesn't happen with everyone, but it's definitely a possibility. I've noticed it myself in times in the past when I've done intermittent fasting. It doesn't happen every time, but there are certain days where I've maybe I've fasted for 18 hours, and then once I begin to eat, it's like I just can't get enough. Your body's like, hey, hey, you idiot. I haven't had nearly as much food as I normally do. I'm hungry. I'm starving. Give me more. Give me more now. And that is definitely a possibility of something you can experience. You should know that before you get into intermittent fasting. Next up, it's important to know that everyone doesn't react the same to fasting. Some people can cruise right through and they have no problem and they, they might even feel more energetic and experience very little hunger and they just feel great. While other people might have horrible brain fog and they can't focus or concentrate, they have no physical energy, they might have major hunger pains. It, it's just really a person-to-person -person response. But here's a little interesting tidbit from the research. It shows that a lot of females don't respond as well to fasting as males do. Now, I know that sounds like a joke, right? Like take a woman's food away and she's going to be really, really hangry, you know? But this is legitimate scientific research. Again, it's not all females. It's not all males. But overall, it seems that more females don't respond positively to fasting as males overall. And this is, again, really important information to know if you're a female and you're thinking about doing intermittent fasting. Next up, if you love to exercise, if you like to run or you do really intense workouts, it's important to know that fasting can really screw up your performance. Almost everyone I know that is really into workout performance or exercise performance or running performance into some sort of physical performance Whenever they try fasting, it may not be the first day, it may not be the second day, but if they continue it on a daily basis, in no time, they notice a substantial decrease in their performance. Now, I have also heard and read of people that uh, if they maintain this as a lifestyle, eventually their body adapts. But to me, it's a simple matter of you're not, you're not feeding your body for recovery, you're not fueling your body substantially for the really intense workouts or runs that you're doing. So it's uh, you're, you're asking your body to do something that 
you're not preparing it for, that you're not giving it the fuel for. So if this is you, if you're just as much concerned and interested with your physical performance as you are with weight loss, then fasting might not be the best solution. And lastly, bringing it all together here, I just wanted to give you my final two cents. I don't love or hate intermittent fasting. I don't see it as a solution to all of our weight loss problems. Personally, I don't see it as a lifestyle, but I do see it as a tool that can be used from time to time. In my inner circle, in my Live Life Loose Fat program, the first thing that we do is we build a really solid foundation of eating the right foods at the right times on a consistent basis from morning to night, a very standard eating schedule. And honestly, that usually provides all of the results someone wants. But if or when that person wants to strive for more, once they've established the foundation, we use what I call advanced strategies. There's quite a few different advanced strategies that we can implement. And intermittent fasting is one of those. I actually like to call it strategic fasting because we do a few things slightly different so that we can really enhance the positive aspects of fasting and reduce the possibly uh, kind of negative effects like muscle loss and, and lower energy and other things like that. And this is so important. We don't do it every day. It's not like, hey, we're going to do strategic fasting every day for the next month. No, 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 no. Once someone is ready for an advanced strategy, we might do strategic fasting just two or three days per week for just a few weeks and see how their body responds and then go from there. So IF, intermittent fasting, strategic fasting, time-restricted eating, whatever you want to call it, it definitely has some unique benefits, and that's why I use it with clients as a tool, but not a lifestyle. But when all is said and done, <laughs> intermittent fasting is truly just another diet. And as some of the researchers so brilliantly pointed out, they said, with any diet, success will be dictated mostly by adherence. In other words, are you actually going to do it? <laughs> are you going to stick to it? If you do it and you do it right, it will work. But then again, so will keto and the Mediterranean diet and tracking your macros and Weight Watchers, and Atkins, and the list goes on and on and on. So the question is, which diet can you adhere to? Not just for a few weeks, but for life. <gasps> that sounds scary, right? Doing a diet the rest of my life? No. I mean, this is where the, the overused term lifestyle change comes in, right? Like which diet, be it intermittent fasting or keto or whatever, is sustainable for you? Which one can you take and incorporate into your day-to-day -day life so that it truly just becomes part of who you are and part of what you do? Because my friends, if it's not sustainable, it may provide short-term results that you can get all excited about, but it will never provide the long-term life-changing results that you really, really want. So when we ask the question, should you do or try intermittent fasting, or should you do or try fill in the blank any diet, you must always include the question of sustainability. If it's not sustainable, then it's not successful. And you shouldn't do it. Period. Okay, I'm wrapping it up here. I hope this has been helpful. 
I hope it's answered some of your questions about intermittent fasting and really kind of simplified things so that you understand it and you can make an educated decision on it. If this episode was helpful and you enjoy this podcast in general and you haven't signed up for my free Catalyst program, um, what, what are you doing? What are you waiting on? In Catalyst, it's a lot more great stuff like this. I cut through all the crap and the confusion that's out there and explain the weight loss lies that the diet industry and social media teaches you and pushes on you all the time. Then I take you behind the scenes of what I do in my coaching group and I explain the three foundational steps that I teach my clients so that they achieve real life, long-term, sustainable results. Now again, Catalyst is 100% free and it's 100% ready. So you can binge listen as soon as you sign up. You can rock through all of the all of the episodes or the segments one after another. And that is a wrap. Okay, my friends, always remember that there is more to you and your body than what you weigh because you are so much more than a number on the scales. You are a freaking amazing human being. And losing weight, man, it's great. And I love helping people do it, but it's really all about gaining life because the real reason we want to lose weight is so that we can live the life we've always wanted to and enjoy our life and our body like never before. And I know you can do that. There's no doubt in my mind. And I hope you are starting to believe it too. Thanks so much for your time today. Much love to all of you. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.